Hello and welcome to the official Anite Weekly Podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 4. I am your uh, interim host, Requiem, filling in for Proton Storm, who's busy studying the long-term effects of weebism at Gunman University. Joining me uh, this week is ANN's own personal writer, Doc Kev. Shut up, Requiem. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> also joining us this week is podcast editor extraordinaire, Ray Kaze. Hello, greetings from Northern California now. Oh, yeah, you're back in Northern California. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he left America's finest city, San Diego, which, I mean, I'm sorry too. And uh, also joining us this week, you heard his dulcet tones there, a rare appearance from Rate Zeno. Hey, oh. Right, I'm sure you're very prepared for our podcast tonight. Yeah, I watched a whole two shows for it. Hey, you know what? I appreciate the effort. <laughs> okay, so let's start with some housekeeping. On Anate's official website, that's anate.org or medium.com slash anate-official for those looking to find it on the interwebs. We've had a total of seven articles written uh, since the last time we podcasted. Five of them are by the same person. So those first two... Our, uh, we got our friend Alistair Hyde has dropped first impressions of Salaryman's Club, an anime about uh, corporate culture and badminton, which, of course, go together like lemon and lime. And also uh, first impressions of Futsal Boys, which is an anime about futsal, a, a weird indoor version of soccer that I can't believe got its own anime. It's like the squash of soccer. Yeah, yeah. I, I still like why? Why would you? Like, I don't know. Obviously, they're trying to pick a sport that wasn't coverage yet, which gives me hope for and my also croquet. And a sport that wasn't croquet. The croquet will work, sir. I am 100% certain of this. Someday. Not if nobody animates it. It'll, someday they will make a croquet anime, and you're all no, going to be like, Rick was right. Definitely not. Okay. Probably not. But I <laughs> hope Springs Eternal. Either I'll get croquet or Nana's Berry Treasure Season 2. <laughs> You're getting croquet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the rest of the articles were all written by one Dr. Kevin McScotland. So, Doc, if you'd like to go over your plethora of output. Sure. Although on the subject of sports anime, I think it would be a good idea if somebody made an anime of the Scottish Highland game Shinty, which is a lot like um, hockey, but with more blood and violence. Um yeah, anybody who's ever watched a game will know that it's not successful unless the opposing team has had at least 50% fatalities. So that would make a fantastic anime. Um, but I'd love to have an anime of Caber Toss myself. <laughs> it's not quite as competitive. Um, but yeah, that might work. Um, but in terms of the articles, I wrote my usual half-time through the season thoughts on the anime that I'm watching. So there's opinions on about 14 shows, something like that. And then because I've had a, a week's holiday off work, I have had a look at some movies that I wanted to watch that have been on my backlog for a long time. 
So a couple of films by Keiichi Hara, who directed Miss Hokusai. So the film called Colourful and the film called Summer Days with Ku, which are both um, beautiful movies which made me cry. And then because um, the film Bell came out recently, which was directed by Mamoru Hosoda, I reviewed his first two movies that, no, not counting, like Digimon, um, which are the, the Girl Who Let Through Time and Summer Wars. Um, so glad to glad to have got them out of the way, I suppose. Would you say the girl who leapt through time holds up, considering it's been around for a while? Um, it, I don't really like it that much. Um, I liked it a lot when I saw it for the first time about ten years ago. But in comparison to his more recent films, it it looks really scruffy. Um, it, it feels a bit too long, even though it's quite short compared to the rest of his films. Um, and I don't really like the plot very much, although it is based on a novel, so it's not really his fault. So it's, it's a perfectly decent film, but uh, it's, it's, his later films are better. Girl Who Let Through Time was honestly one of my favorites for, for a very long time. I I mean, obviously Summer Wars is better, Wolf Children yeah. is better, but like in regards to like stories and things I enjoyed, I enjoyed Girl Who Let Through Time more. So I, I wonder if I watch through it now, because when I watched it, I think I was like in middle school or like freshman high school. So um, I, I think that I, my thoughts will probably change on it. But but right now, if I told you like ranking of a Hosoda films, it'd be like two or three. Yeah, uh, Girl Who Loved Through Time is, is one of those kind of touchstone anime movies that a lot of fans run into early in their weebdom because of its availability. So I, I think... There's a lot of nostalgia for it that may people maybe won't remember it better than it actually was. I watched it with my ten-year-old son, and he was bored because the film takes quite a long time to get going. Um, I, I could tell his attention was really wandering through it, which is a shame. As opposed to Summer Wars, which is I'd, I'd forgotten how good that movie was. It's just it's fantastic, and my son really liked it as well. Um, and especially towards the end, it's it's just got such a fantastic climax. It's so good. So. Really, really good film. I, I can't say I really love that many of Soto's films, but I, I love Summer Wars. Summer Wars is, is pretty much flawless. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So good. In fact, I, I was kind of jealous of your, you know, that part. You get to go rewatch it. I haven't rewatched <laughs> it in forever. It's so good. The thing is, you'll probably never beat that. But then, you know, mm. that's fine. I mean, he, he reached the highest possible watermark. <laughs> <laughs> i think his his newest stuff are better in different ways mm. like like they're all I, I think they're probably equally as good if or slightly worse if you look at them objectively but mm. but bell w was like experimental in ways that a lot of shows aren't it was willing to try mm. and and it was like absolutely crazy in regards to like visual presentation and yeah and and storytelling visually and ex like music wise so so obviously it doesn't have as good of a story as summer wars but but if you look at them like i think like in regards to an experience you might enjoy i think that some of the new stuff might live up to them uh i did not like boy and the beast though i thought that was just a bad movie I intend to go through the rest of his films and review them at some point over the next few weeks, probably. So Yeah, they're all uh, worth seen, watching. Yeah, I've seen them all before, but um, I've never really looked at them with a kind of critical, analytical eye, so that, that'll be interesting. But it is quite it is interesting to look at Summer Wars in the light of Bell, 
just to see how many similarities there are between them. Uh, I mean, especially the opening sequence between both films are almost identical. Yeah. Um, and I think that's deliberate. Um, and I, I don't mind that. It's, it's, it's basically just shows you the, the login sequence for the virtual world in, in both films uh, and how, how they kind of compare and contrast with one another. So that is, is interesting. The stories are completely different. They're, they're not even the same genre of story, um, really. But uh, yeah, lo- lots of interesting comparisons to make between the films. Yeah, I haven't seen Bell, but I wasn't enamored of Wolf Children. So mm. Bell kind of, my, is, my experience yeah. is kind of uneven with Asada. The music in Bell, I think, is just incredible. It's really, really good, which is yeah. important because it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, that is the, the universal opinion I've heard. People's opinion on the overall movie waivers, but everybody thinks the music's amazing. It is, yeah. All right. And it has pink-haired anime girls, so it can't be bad. Man, you and the pink hairs, you, uh, you're down bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on, unless Rate Zeno has opinions on Hosada. I mean, I haven't seen any of those movies. Oh, you never saw uh, no. you never saw Girl Who Left Through Time. Nope. Wow. I, I no I the, the, wanna... the entire time you guys have been talking about this, my brain has just been stuck on. I read an NTR dojin recently that tried to end on a note on a Your Name riff. Oh no! <laughs> it, oh no! It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to say that. Uh, Colorful is is a wonderful movie, and if you yeah. haven't watched it, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Colorful is it. extremely underrated. I think it's not available anywhere. Yeah, that's you, the thing; it's so hard to find now. It's nowhere to stream. If you want to buy it on Blu-ray, you're gonna have to spend about two hundred dollars on some kind of marked-up Amazon.com thing. I mean, there are other ways that aren't legitimate to watch it, but you know, you're out of luck if you want to get that legally, which is a shame because it is a fantastic film. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, maybe our friends at Discotech will rescue it. Maybe. Because I, I would, uh, we're about to talk about the news. A fun piece of news is that the first and second seasons of Kenichi, The Mightiest Disciple, have been rescued by Discotech and are now available Holy on Blu ray uh, at regular MSRP. So That's awesome. I fucking love that series. I love that show too. It's probably my favorite anime of all time. So seeing it finally being available because getting the second half of the blue of the DVDs has been utterly impossible. You had to go to eBay and drop like $800. Yeah. Fuck that. So that's finally back available. Thanks to our friends at discotech who do God's work. Really do. Between them and retro crush. It's good. I'm glad there's like, Companies out there, you know, recovering those old titles, making them available. They're heroes. They really are. That has to be one of the most fulfilling jobs. Like thinking of classic stuff that you'd love to see remastered and then and brought and made available to everyone's fanfare. Like just the reward of like salvaging and cleaning up and making things available. And that has to be super rewarding. Uh-huh. I'm really excited to watch the Future Boy Conan, um, which I don't know yeah. if the for that is out yet in the US, but it's coming out in the UK soon, I think, from Anime Limited. Yeah, and, um, and like we talked about last time, uh, the 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 incredible story of rescuing Project Echo's master. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, they probably they saved Cyber City Oedo. Like mm. me, Doc, yeah, and like three other people on Earth had seen that show. There's some real <laughs> deep cuts going on there. Uh, I just wish we we saw that kind of 
like drive to preserve history in the games space that we see in anime. GOG uh, has done a lot of good work for for old PC games, but mm-hmm. but so that's probably the closest. And and seeing GOG stuff is is also very satisfying. But mm-hmm. but it's just that. I mean, dealing with some of the companies that are still available who try to like make terrible emulators and have you subscribe to them um, is is the problem. Or just close their eShop and stop you from being able to buy any of their games. <coughs> Nintendo bastards. Jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Give us your stuff, Nintendo. We'll pay you for it. Yeah. You have 130 games on the virtual console. Surely that's enough, right? Never enough. Never enough. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the news. Uh, Dr. Kev, a very popular video game, is going to get a probably mildly popular anime. Yeah, uh, Near Automata, Automata, which is one of my favorite games ever, um, which is a PS4 and a PC Oh, that's game. the one with oh, the butt robot, right? It is the one with the butt <laughs> robot. Um, it, it's the sequel to the extremely weird PS3 game, uh, Near, which made uh, got a remake a year or so ago um, on PS4. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a game about sad existential robots with shiny, shiny butts. And it <laughs> is uh, just... I, I'm not quite sure how this is going to translate to anime, because it's, it's a game by Yoko Taro, and anyone who's played any of his games will know that he has this really, really weird structure to his games, where you have to play it through you know, in one way, and you play it through a different way from another perspective, and then there's branching endings, and then all sorts of weird existential shit happens, and it all goes nuts, and everything is totally reinterpreted, and it's I don't know, I'm not sure how this can be translated. Maybe if they release, like, three different anime shows, and you have to watch one after the other, I don't I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm, I'm they, really they could do. They could possibly do the Amagami thing, and just have them all, you know, back-to-back. Oh um, yeah, that, yeah, that might work. The, the omnibus yeah. release, because that was my first thought too when I when I heard this news was like that the story structure uh, of Near does not really lend itself to a a, a, a traditional adaptation. No, um, but you're right. But, they could just be like, all right, this is the next ending, episode twelve. It, it's <laughs> yep. just that, like, even if they convey the main story, there's just so many small details about Near that cannot possibly be um like conveyed and it's just it's the small things it's the that build up to a complete experience well that's always part of the problem with with adapting a game to an anime Uh is there is parts of the story that are told interactively through gameplay and you can't replace that right Steinsgate did an extremely good job of adapting a visual novel with multiple endings and visual novel is a little different though well, Steinsgate and... is also a linear story, and it's and yeah. it's uh, it, it, you were meant to go through it in like the single way in the visual novel. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's endings that that got skipped, but the endings yeah. are that's five minutes of content they skipped, not yeah. not an entire different route that completely muddles the the way in which the story is told. Yeah, right. that's true. And a visual novel is a little different than a game like Nier, like an RPG, too, because mm-hmm. gameplay is so much less important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The I just have no idea how they're going to capture the atmosphere of the game. And that's that's absolutely one of my favorite parts about Nier. Well, it needs to have that godly soundtrack as well. Uh, yeah. Kate Yokabe sound is so good. It's so evocative and beautiful. So, uh, Ray Kaze, we got some big VTuber news. 
I'd actually like to start with the other news point because you mentioned Steins Gate. Yeah, uh, let's go with it. What's the big yep. visual novel news? Yeah. So Steins Gate is a very popular visual novel, and there are other games in the same series, the science adventure visual novel series that have been trickling out. So a few years ago, we got the game after Steins Gate called Robotics Notes, and it came with the, the sequel to both of them, Steins Gate and uh, um, Robotics Notes. Uh, Robotics really Notes. Dash. It was a very good anime. The uh, the visual novel. I so I always felt that the the robotics no anime. It, it, it felt like it was ninety percent of the story. Like there must have been something I've been missing. I read the visual novel. No, but, but <laughs> nope. Uh, but but the first game in the series is is a little bit of a crazy one. It's called Chaos Head, and that's never got a localization. Um, and then fans have been asking. Wait, re- wait, really? Yep. There yeah, was even a fan one. Oh, there was a fan one, but there was a, a, a version of the game called Chaos Head Noah that fixed the endings. It changed the, the endings of the game a little bit, and we never got the 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 ending of that. So it's like you haven't really experienced Chaos Head if you only read the visual novel or watched the awful anime. See, people always say that. I thought the anime was pretty good. It made no sense, though. Uh, well, well, I mean, yeah, but those kind of those things never do. Anything with that fucking uh, semicolon in the middle almost never makes good. <laughs> well, but 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 the source makes a, a little more sense. Actually, quite a bit more sense. Even though it's insane, it's like it manages its insanity while the anime just went off the rails and just totally lost it. Um, but but yeah, finally got an official localization. The 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 tragic thing about it though is that one of the most prolific uh, localized uh, translators in the uh, anime community, uh, Andrew Hogson, uh, also known as Steiner, as many people call him, he's a huge fan, and he's been petitioning um, the the company to to get a localization, like so he could, like to do the localization, and they just announce it out of the blue, and he has no involvement. So it's a little gut wrenching to everyone in the community. They they wanted to see. He did the localization for the original Steins Gate. He's done a ton of visual novels and a lot of uh, light novels, manga, anime too. So a little gut wrenching. Did they announce who is doing the localization? Nope. Oh, so but it could still be somebody competent. It could be someone competent. Yes, but it's probably not the one who should have got it. Yeah, uh, yeah it is a shame. It's also coming in a double pack with uh, Chaos Child, which is the sequel to it. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, anime sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because I have all of the science adventure games that have been translated into English so far. I haven't finished them all, but um, I'm hoping this one will come to PS4 because at the moment the announcement has only been for Switch and because Chaos Child already came out on PS4 a few years ago. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that we get a version for PS4, even if it's just download only. I don't care. I um I, I want to read it. <laughs> Chaos Head got a Vita version, and I'd be surprised if if it didn't get a PS4 version. Mm. So like like both of them are basically already there on PS4, mm-hmm. and and it, you know everyone in Japan has a PlayStation 4. So yeah. and a Vita. Too bad no games ever came out for it. Vita was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Still That's what everyone amazing. says. Like, it has the most hardcore fan base, and Sony just did not give a shit. I, I played more Vita games than I did 3DS games. 
The Vita Same. was my system. And mm-hmm. honestly, the Vita's library was strong enough for me that like a lot of games that I was interested in had Vita versions and PS4 versions. So I didn't get a PS4 until like last year or no, the year before last year, because there was no point. Like they finally started dropping off Vita versions. So I was like, ah, I guess I have to get a PlayStation 4. But everything else. I use my Vita TV quite a lot still. It's really handy for taking away like on holiday or to a hotel or something because it's so small and handy. Um, and you oh, can remote, I you can remote about play that your thing. PS4 with it as well. If you've got a good enough connection, you can just play whatever's on your PS4 at home. Uh-huh. That's neat. I completely forgot about that thing. Mm. Those were great because they went for nothing for yeah. so long. I think I got mine for 30 bucks. Yeah, I got they were also great. apparently really easily hackable. Yeah. They're, they're there so mine is hacked, yeah. <laughs> Make sure to hack it because the image quality gets much better once uh-huh. you hack it. Yeah, I have a 256 gig um, uh, SD card stuck in mine, so it has like all of the games I want on it. Uh-huh. There you go. I can't do any of that stuff, but sometimes I'm able to find people who do it for me. Just look mm. on Reddit. There's a very, very simple uh, explanation how to do it. I'd be happy to hand it to my wife and ask her to do it. <laughs> all right. So how about that VTuber news, though? <sighs> I mean, pizza's not here, so you have to fill it. I know, I know. It's just that this this one cut a little too deep. This one really sucks. So um, the, the news is that Cover Corp, the the company that runs Hololive, uh, terminated VTuber Rushia uh, Ruha Rushia's contract. So there's no longer VTubing. This started because of idle bullshit, really. Um, so on one of the streams, there was a Discord notification that popped up that kind of suggested a relationship, like this meeting outside of this. Like, so so the community exploded, basically. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were defending her, and but but there was a lot of people who were like the typical idol, like, oh my gosh, I'm heartbroken. This relationship, I thought we had something. When when that's not how a parasocial relationship works. You're watching someone who's entertaining you and and throwing money isn't to favor like to get a like a relationship it's it's because you it's a tip uh, this whole right this whole thing with idols where like they can't get married or be in relationships because everyone like dumps on them i don't understand it, it, it it's, it's nonsense it's awful but that's actually so so she panicked and she texted some a friend or something that uh, like defending herself like showing showing that there was nothing there but then that that friend or whatever leaked it um like online and that broke her contract um so what i was what i was hearing was that she was specifically um texting somebody with uh other details of it and included in that was stuff that was under nda yeah so it, it it's just it's just a lot of things that could have been avoided. It's like all of this because of a Discord notification, right? And she, and she wasn't even at fault. Like she she didn't do anything. Right. But that but because the, of the this, company doesn't actually have any policy regarding their lives outside of streaming. It doesn't yeah. control them that way. So so if she didn't panic, she would still have her job. Yeah, right. she, she, just to be clear, she's not losing her job because she had a relationship yeah. outside of her role. It's because right. she leaked NDA. 
yeah related stuff uh-huh. yeah that right. sucks had, that is a bad they had story. no choice but to terminate her they they couldn't keep her on after that it's in the contract and crazy thing is like she's like one of the highest income earners i think she's the top yeah she was she was she's actually last i heard she was still number two behind somebody that had retired a few months back yeah yeah so yeah that's that sucks for them because they obviously didn't want to lose their top earner either but yeah it's just like i i feel like if core has prevailed i mean they could have made it work but but it's just such a shitty situation all around that yeah yeah it is. It had to be this way, even though no one wanted it to be this way. Uh-huh. So there's one of those situations with absolutely no winners. Yeah. Yep. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, everybody loses. The the fans lose. Both both types of fans lose. Uh, the the VTuber loses. The organization loses. Uh, all loses. of the other VTubers lose. They they were all hard. The community as a whole. Did. Yeah. Yeah. It is it, losses it's all terrible. around. Yeah. So is I, I don't know enough about V two me. Can she come back with like a different persona or something? Yeah, yeah, she can. But and she'll have to start over, basically. Yeah, she'll have to start over. That ah, sucks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That sounds like the start to an anime. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a a, a pretty solid anime, actually. All right, well, let's move on to some happy there are, news. There are a couple of VTuber anime and manga or uh, novels and manga going around, but like none of them have gotten particularly overwhelmingly popular like the actual vtubing scene would make you think it would yeah yeah the problem is is that they're not taking it like seriously it's all like they, they're they're they're, they're only, all comedies yeah they're all comedies and the only selling point of any of them is is that they're vtubers but they, that's really not how they should be handling this i don't think right but they'll catch up to it eventually like there's I'm totally sure. dark parts about VTubing that would be engaging to watch as a story, but mm-hmm. none of them seem interested in in analyzing and you know. Right. The 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 one big thing that any of them do is the uh, dichotomy between on camera and off camera. Yeah. And like that's only, that's not even the aspect that most people give a shit about. Mm-hmm. So what we clearly need to do is. Write our own VTuber manga called Para slash Social. Actually, we need to write it about two of them and call it Para Social. <laughs> Jesus, are you trying the to kill one... me? Are you trying to kill my Wi-Fi again with your terrible joke? <laughs> yes. All right, let's move on to let's let's move on to happier news. Uh, a well loved, well respected uh, manga light novel and anime f- franchise is getting. A very unexpected new anime. Why don't you tell us about that, Rate? Not necessarily. So Spice and Wolf announced that there is a new anime project coming up, which does not oh. necessarily mean that it is a new anime, per se. It could also be a movie. It could be... There's, there's a few different things it could be without actually being a, a full-on anime. Obviously, what we're hoping for is a continuation of the series. Well, yeah. I mean, anybody who's watched it freaking loved it. As long as it's not a gotcha game. That's what I was really trying not to say. I mean, if it's a movie, that's fine. Obviously, you prefer right. a series, but if it, if it's a movie that's new content, I will take it. Right. As long as it's not a gotcha game or a mixed media project. Uh, but yeah, Spice and Wolf is... Didn't Fucking they announce somebody or other was? Uh, oh God! 
Now, now you've got me thinking that somebody's going to have a a hollow as their avatar VTuber. Hollow live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, but like, uh, you guys have all seen Spice and Wolf. Yes, I have not finished it. I've started it. Though. Oh, you haven't seen that, Doc? It, you would really like Spice and Wolf, I think. Yeah, I, I know. I, I watched at least list. the first season. I I picked up the second-hand DVDs a while back, so I'll, I'll get up, get around to it at some point. That is a show I think you will really like. Hmm. Then again, I, I've I never have... met anybody who saw the show and didn't at least like it. I have the first light novel. Um, I might read that at some point. Light novels are also extremely popular. Yeah. I wonder if the project will be about their kid, because I understand the later light novels are about their kid. Yeah, I think they have a daughter. That would be interesting. Not exactly mm-hmm. what we wanted, but interesting. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you that's know, the takeaway. Like we don't know what it is yet, but we'll pretty much take anything that's not gotcha. Yep. Yeah. They've had a decent track record with with handling like handling it. They they made two VR games, which was kind of cool, and they they've had some new like IP stuff that's unrelated. But the the company as a whole hasn't really done any any anything that's like too cash grabby yeah yeah well let's here's hoping for like an actual full you know 12 or 13 episode anime moving the story forward Mm -hmm. and a couple uh, in weird kind of unexpected uh news uh there's a kickstarter uh gaining some traction to bring back yaoi paddles now, if you did not go to anime conventions in the early 2000s, you might be like, what the fuck is, an, is a yaoi paddle? A yaoi paddle is literally a paddle with the word yaoi on it. And you hit people in the you ass with it. You didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. But to me, this is one of those things. It's like, it's like if someone wanted to bring back like, pop rocks as like a major cultural force. Why? I do not know what these things are. Please explain what the hell a yaoi paddle is. Please don't. Is. It, it's no. a very American anime uh, con scene thing in the mid two thousands. Honestly, you you really weren't missing anything, but like it was a these... dumb in joke. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a very stupid, one. very weeb joke about I'm going to hit you on the ass with this yaoi paddle. And they got they were got very popular for a while, and then they were banned because people would misuse them. It was a sexual assault paddle, basically. Yes, yes. it was yes. super yes. problematic. It was extremely problematic. I, I, I'm only announcing because I can't believe someone thinks it's a good idea to resurrect that. Right. How is the Kickstarter <sighs> going? Apparently, it's, it's not doing that bad, actually. So apparently, Fuck. there are people out there who are like, oh yeah, I, give me that. I don't Just, know you which... can go get a piece of wood and write Yaoi on it. You don't need to kickstart that. Yeah, I, I don't know which I'd rather see: the Kickstarter failing or the Kickstarter being massively successful and then never actually delivering. Well, that it's, one's, it's a wooden panel. I was like, it can't be that hard to make them. Yeah, but I'm I'm hoping it's just a grift. That would be pretty funny, actually. If it was a grift, they would deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um. Also. In, in news that uh, came down fairly right before we started recording that I, I can't believe. So I had to double check it. Um, is that there's going to be a new Zatch Bell manga. They're bringing back Zatch Bell. Delightful. It's, Amazing. I love that series. Yeah, I love Zatch Bell too, but it's just one of those things you don't expect to see. Re- it's like if Law of Ueki got a new manga. 
I, I feel like there's been a lot of like early mid 2000s stuff coming back recently. Like, I, mm-hmm. I guess it's just in cycle now. You know, they always do the like yeah, every, 20, every years. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We did get Shaman King back. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Rave Master, anyway, now, right? So. God, I hope so. Rave Master blows any of his newer shit out of the water. Yeah, bring back Rave Master. But yeah, Zatch Bell. So, maybe if, the, if it gets an audience, we'll get a new Zatch Bell anime now there's no data and there's no information on if it's picking up the story from the end of the original zatch bell if it's the same characters i assume zatch bell himself will be there yes yeah, but he have a new master i guess right w- weren't they like technically immortal especially him because he won yeah he would have to be right right but all we know is it's from the same uh mangaka so uh, in the same world, so one would assume that we're going to at least some of the same characters. Yeah, I, I would expect it at bare minimum cameos. Yeah, I just I'm I can't excited. play fucking Zatch Bell. That's a such a um, like a tsunami classic. I, I feel like anyone who was watching anime back in in the day seen it, and I think a lot of people are going to be pretty excited. You think we'll ever? Does this can we get new Metabots? That would be amazing. I would fucking love they, new Metabots. They the person... never stopped making the video games. Mr. Referee and... for life. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite anime jokes ever is Mr. Referee just appearing from nowhere. I, I kind of like the, the the orbital drop strike judges from Zoids. Oh, God. More, uh, like new good Zoids would be fun, too. Yes. Okay. Fucking Satch Bell. Like, I can't get, I just can't get over it. Um, so let's move on. Uh, especially since Doc Kev apparently doesn't know anything about Zatch Bell. I know nothing about Zatch Bell. I don't even know what it is. Ray, can, are you able to describe Zatch Bell Um. Because I tried to do it immortal, right now, and I can't think yeah. of it. I can't think how to do it. Immortal monster doll kids fight a proxy war to become king, where each of them takes a human partner. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. Okay. It's really okay. good. It's like Pokemon, but they're like uh, like dolls and alive. It's like, would, if you mix yeah, Pokemon like with, with Pinocchio. Aim the kids, yeah. It's like Pinocchio. Right. Yeah. It was actually really good. It's, it is really good. It's one of those it, things that makes more sense when you see it. I'm not sure if we got that in the UK. We maybe didn't get that. Here. I would I be. Know. Do you guys get like the tsunami slash adult swim stuff over there? Some of it. Hmm. I wouldn't uh, be surprised the, if that's one that didn't come through. The original yeah. Japanese title of it was Konjiki no Gash Bell. So yeah, his name is Gash if, in the old so. Uh, maybe if you look for it like that, you can find it there. I don't know what they would have done with localizing in Europe. Yeah, but so let's anyway. move on to what we're watching this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, you're watching two shows. Would you like to talk about your two shows? Uh, I would like to talk about one and a half of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we talked about Dress Up Darling on every episode, so we might as well just do that again. It's still uh-huh. great. It is. It is phenomenal. Um, it is a pretty faithful adaptation. Um, I think they're... They might be moving a little fast, but I, I haven't gone back and reread the beginning of the manga in a while. But it's it's just really damn good. Every character is fun. They're not moving fast enough for our colleague Gugsy. Why'd they fucking yet? 
<laughs> Look, not every anime can be Horimiya, okay? Yeah, that's what I said. But uh, I... this last, the episode they did where he came over to her house was the cutest damn. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't. It didn't feel that great when it was just him losing his mind. But now that they're both totally fucking awkward around each other, it is absolutely precious. I love it. I watched this with my wife, the first two episodes, and she freaking hates it. Um, I, I don't know if I've just become desensitized to, to fan service, but every, like, three seconds, she's like, oh, no, oh, good grief. Urgh. Does her, do her tits have to bounce like that? Oh, look at her pants again. Urgh. Yes, they do. Yeah. It, it is a pretty, pretty horny show. I mean, she noticed I mean, stuff that I didn't even notice that was, like, fan service. It's like, look at that. I'm like, oh, I never noticed that. Ooh, oh, dear. Yeah. You definitely have become desensitized there. Um, I want to point out there is actually another uh, popular and really good cosplay manga going on right now, and it's even hornier. Yeah. I'm sure she'll be looking forward to watching that with me. Uh, that one's called Two and a Half Dimensional Seduction. It's not good. I love it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I like Dress Up Darling. <laughs> like, you'll get no argument from me. Dress Up Darling is better. But, like, I, I think that one might be an interesting anime as well. It's just it would have to go in a later time slot. Yeah. Dress Up Darling is, is much better than the other show, but, like, that one is actually addressing childhood trauma as childhood trauma and not just, you know, a, a couple of kind words here and there suddenly magically resolve it. It, it doesn't work like that. So yeah, that dog, you, got, you gotta drag to your wife to the episodes once she realizes that you know she's got a crush on her because then it gets just so fucking adorable. It is yeah. so good. I'm, I'm hoping to try and convince her to watch another few episodes to get to the point where it gets really, really, really sweet because it does get mm -hmm. so sweet later on. And, yep. and you know, a lot less horny to be honest. Well, the subtitling work is just outstanding. Like trying mm -hmm. to translate, you know, like her slang in, into understandable yeah. English. Keyboard the, smash when she was like, can't the even vocalize it. <laughs> Plus, we got Juju now and her sister, and they're great. Like when her mm -hmm. brain disconnected. Yeah, the, the the her inner magical girl pulling the plug on her consciousness. That was a that was such a good sight gag. I don't know if they actually had that in the original, but like, wow, it worked so well. Can we this, talk about how they, they put more effort into their fake anime than is it put into, like, Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that their, their uh, fake anime is basically Precure. Like, yeah, but, like, any, it's Anyone good. who actually lives in Japan sees that and immediately knows they're talking about Precure. Yeah, it's only 146 episodes. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's and and the the part that cinched it like that there were still a few others it could have theoretically been but when they said yeah they, they they don't do a lot of magic they're just punching each other that's precure. There the this anime is one of those adaptations that like make it special. Like mm -hmm. I read I read the manga and I enjoyed the manga, but but I didn't think of it as you know great. Like I enjoyed it. It's good. But but I gotta the, disagree with you there. I fucking love the manga. But well, I, I'm this just definitely saying, does this elevate takes it, it I'm not to the next level. You. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I can like, agree. Something that was already good special. and makes it great. Yeah, this mm -hmm. yeah, this is special. 
yeah, this is going to be one of those ones that we come back to and talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, assuming it doesn't completely fall apart, which is possible. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. I would be very surprised. It's it's doing a faithful adaptation so far. The only real question is where it's going to end. So yeah. we'll see. But as long as it continues being a faithful adaptation, I don't see it uh, not sticking the landing. I also wouldn't be surprised if it got a season two pretty soon, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I, if if there's any justice left in the world, this show is hugely popular. Oh, I guess it was going to get canceled. then. <laughs> Fuck you. But uh, there uh, there's some have been some concerns from some uh, of our colleagues watching it that it's it, tilting in a harem direction. But I just don't see that happening. It no that well, there's some one sided attraction from other people, but he's and you know he's okay. He's a horny teenage boy, but like emotionally, no, he's stuck. Also, like I I do feel like. At least in this community, there's a lot of like harem panic whenever there's introducing new female characters into a show. Like I get it, but it's not. It's not yeah. that kind of show. Yeah, I can't. I just can't see it doing that. Like the show's too no, much the, about them and their relationship. Right. the The other one maybe, but not this one. All right. Do you want to talk about Realist Hero season two, which you might be the I, only person watching? I guess I better. Um, it continues to be, for better or worse, a, a more or less faithful adaptation. Um, pacing is a little wonky, but they, they've still got some good comedic timing on it from time to time. Um, I, I like most of the characters. Uh, oh, you know what? Speaking of Harem Panic, you don't get to Harem Panic when Realist Hero just gave him, uh... Two wives in one episode and a third in the next. <laughs> and as I recall, someone somebody told me at some point, mm-hmm. spoilers, he ends up with like eight. Uh, if I remember correctly. I, I don't think that was him. I think that might have been a different one. Um, I know there is at least one more wife waiting, but I don't remember if there... I may be forgetting another one or two. I'm not certain. But there is at least one major participant that has not showed up yet and she's not even in the opening animation so i doubt they're going to get to her this season See, which... this, is the po- this is the power of fantasy it's like oh he's got four wives isn't that great and i'm like as doc could probably tell you as another married man you don't want another wife one's trouble enough yeah like how, I, I can't imagine having three wives are you kidding me <laughs> who's got yeah. that kind of energy i mean he is a summoned hero well, I mean, that's true, but like, I'm telling you, in real life, that ends badly. Also, I, I want to point out, he does have that power to take control of inanimate objects, so there's there's ways to use that to alleviate the consumption. Okay, okay, no. I'm not going <laughs> to go into too much detail there. Let I us think not I've walk said down too much that path. Already. Um, what he What he does have there is that, unlike a lot of the really wishy-washy ones, um, he has a... He is ranking all of them, and having that <laughs> hierarchy by default... <laughs> is actually a good thing for them is as far as their social structure is concerned. Don't act up or I'll knock you down to number three, wife. <laughs> That's not how he's doing it. Oh my god, that would be terrible. Breaking of wives, coming next season. <laughs> no, um, but the thing is, is that that resolves a lot of the external problems that a lot of other people would have with their relationship. Like, you know, uh, succession issues, and who controls what territory, and all of that shit is 
more or less contained by doing it that way. So, right. like, it it makes sense in a, you know, this is how it worked historically kind of thing. Like, it's still not great, but it's it could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. That is a back-of-the-box quote for Realist Hero Season 2. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, a normal guy reincarnated as a total fantasy knockout. So... Ray, you and Doc Kev are both watching this. Um, are you finding it good? Because I am not. I am enjoying it a lot. I'm, I'm not sure if it's good. It's not good, but it's fairly funny. So I keep watching it. Really? I just... like Obviously, this sounds like a show I should be watching and enjoying. Right. But the joke of like, oh, he's turned into a girl and his best friend wants to bone him. I didn't find it that funny to start with, and it's like dogged commitment to that joke just doesn't work for me. It's just I enjoy the characters themselves that makes that part work. Because because if if the characters weren't so quirky and in their personalities, that I, I don't I don't think it'd work. But it works for me because I don't know. I enjoy their dynamic. I enjoy their um, personalities. I'm I'm having a good time, but yeah, if you ask me if it was good, it, it's not doing anything special. I quite like right. the ongoing joke where the um the elf lady keeps on eating dead gods. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did I did I've, like the Kirito knockoff. I've I've read a bunch of the manga and it is similarly enjoyable if not particularly uh outstanding. Mm. But it is fun. Yeah. And and I think I just more than a lot of people on Anite, I I just kind of need one of those fun slice of life shows to get me through a season. I I know a lot of people don't really watch a lot of them, but but if if I don't have one of these kind of shows per season, I, I usually check out. I think if there'd been a lot more better shows this season, I wouldn't have even bothered starting watching it. But just because it's such a late season of very few decent things, that's probably why I'm sticking with it. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of wanted... mid to trash shows right now. Mm. If you yeah. want like a, a a nice fantasy slice of life, there's Land of Leedale, which is boring. Well, I, I don't like the, I the don't, fantasy part. So. I don't understand oh. why they picked Leedale. There are so many other uh, reincarnated into my MMO character series out there that are so much better. It does so I, little with its premise, and the main character is really not empathetic at all. In fact, really, she's really, really annoying. She oh, is. Really? I, I disagree. I really enjoyed that show. I find mm. like her relationship with her like in-game kids really funny. I don't. It's repetitive. No. It's repetitive, but it's okay. I find it amusing. I, I love her. I like her her summons that freak everybody out, like the Cerberus. The only thing I really like just now is, is the random little fairy that floats around about her. And oh, the fairy's great. And does strange things. Yeah. Oh, it keeps matching her expression. Yeah, or you know, if she's in in the bath that just sort of floats in front of her breasts as a censorship fairy. That's quite quite funny. I find it and, and one thing that's weird. There's you being in, desensitized again. Your wife's going to yell at you. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I thought was weird it. about because this is one of those you know you got reincarnated into your MMO world, except that it, it appears to still be the MMO world because there's still computerized stuff happening around them. So it's, I'm not clear. Yeah. Is she trapped in the computer 
Or did she go to an actual alternate universe that's the same thing? Because it's like the it guy does, poured that one academic. thing and the game created a monster, which means like she's still in the com- she's basically the ghost in the shell. The, the difference is academic, though. She's dead on Earth. Who cares? I'm not sure the author has really decided what the story is about anyway. So that's fair. He may just, he doesn't know yet either. I'm leaving all my doors open. If we were going to get one of these, why the fuck didn't we get the new gate? (sighs) There's a new gate? No, 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 no. It's a completely different series. It is called The New Gate. Oh. It's another reincarnated into my MMO character. I mean, I I have a feeling we're going to keep getting. More of these, probably. Uh, how many more are there? This oh God, so many probably. There's a there's a whole bunch. Um, but of the actual good ones, there there's really only two that come to mind immediately. The new gate is one of them. The other is um, the it's it's got one of those long ass titles. But the former number one rank player uh reincarnates into his Smurf alt. <laughs> I'd watch it if it was like Final Fantasy fourteen reincarnated as a cat girl or something like that. See, that would be all right. Well, but that's just because else. you and cat girls. I mean, <laughs> wasn't, that, it, wasn't that the one dude from Log Horizon? I've never watched that. <sighs> okay, so also, I want to talk to Doc about a show. Um, well, based yeah. on your recommendation, I binged through Orbital Children on Netflix. Yay. This is actually really good. It was. Okay, I'm so glad you liked it. It was I really good. That. Yeah. Based on part of what you wrote in your in your piece on it, which is also on annotate.org or medium.com slash annotate-official. Um, I, I was worried that the, the conflict between the two, the two kids, the two male kids, uh, mm. was going to be really annoying. And it isn't. Mm. It's actually just kind of like two kids. Yeah, they, and they get over it, and then they start working together, and it's fine. <laughs> I just think it's funny that like his uh, his little bot is named Darkness. His bot is yeah. named Bright. He always wears yeah. white. He always wears black. I was like, really, yeah. guys? Just... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for smashing me over the head with the metaphor. <laughs> the thing is, I haven't watched the last episode yet, and I know that's where it's going to get particularly galaxy-brained. All right, you've not watched that part yet. Okay. I mean, it gets yeah, a bit galaxy-brained before that, to be perfectly well, honest. Well, yeah, I know. Like As we got through, through episode six, it started to get a little wonky. Did you see uh, the, you know, spoilers for Orbital Children? Move forward if you're going to watch this, which I recommend. But did you see the turn coming from the character that betray- essentially betrays them? Uh, I thought there was something a bit weird about her. But I, yeah, I didn't quite expect what she did, though. Yeah. No, I, I felt, I kind of felt like I telegraphed it. Right. Yeah, like she kept bringing up the the poem of seven, and they showed her like well, the book on her shelf, and yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, there's something a bit wrong with you, dear. Yeah, she's sure. too bad because I think she might have been my favorite character at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her and social media girl. Mm-hmm. I really like the the way they designed the technology of it because it's, it's yeah. near future, so it has uh-huh. to be plausible but still be futuristic. And like the sm- the f- smartphone glove things is just brilliant. Yes, it was. Yes, very convincing. And and the whole space station thing is also really wait near future. Well. I didn't realize this was a sequel to the near automata series that we were just talking about. No, 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 this show made way more sense than than near. Nobody turned to salt for one thing. At least I don't. I haven't seen the last episode. I mean, there was well, a rounded sometimes robot. Sometimes that's just but... your lot in life. The guy, the guy in the in the bunny costume, yeah, is <laughs> just the best. 
I mean, I watched this with my 10 year old and he was like, what? <laughs> it's just so weird. But no, I just love how they, they managed to, to start with like a kid's space adventure story and then translate it into AI, but galaxy brain. Yeah. yeah but it's it, great. It goes, yeah. Definitely. And I'm really afraid that because they dumped all of it on, on Netflix with no promotion, it's going to go underwatched. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, Which is why I wrote about it, so I make other people watch it. Well, uh, I, I have sources that say in our next collaboration article, it's going to get a write-up. Um, Kev, does that make you an influencer? Oh, oh, I feel dirty now. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> but um, the, the the guy's previous series, uh, Deno Coil, that was put onto Netflix just prior to for Orbital Children. Hybrid's um, favorite show. Yeah, I and I've not seen it. I'd never heard of it. In fact, and I, I went to go and watch it with my son, but then realized it's subtitled only. It's never been dubbed, which is a bit of a shame. My son just can't read quick enough to watch subtitles. That's a shame because he probably love it. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching it without him. But well, it's an extremely neat show. Yeah, although my son has asked if we can watch the most recent Space Battleship Yamato movies because we just finished watching season two of that and they're subtitled only. He doesn't seem to care. He wants to watch them anyway because he loves it so much, basically just because everything explodes all of the time. It's just great. <laughs> now that's, I mean, that's a good, that is a crucial part of the anime fan journey is when you all right, get tired of waiting for dubs to come out, so you start watching subs. Yeah. Also, you know, you have to import the Blu-rays from Japan. <laughs> there's that too yeah it's going to be very expensive darling yeah, I mean back in my day that was a big part of the uh, anime fan experience was trying to get a hold of anime yeah. oh. mm-hmm. uh, it's also time now for our weekly discussion of uh, Sabuqui Bisco also known as Rust Eater Bisco also known as Samurai Biscoff <laughs> <laughs> it's still great and it's still about mushrooms and, and, and arrows and hot chicks who ride motorcycles with giant metal poles they smash you with. So it's Biscon. It's Biscon. They, they, they attacked this creature called a pipe snake, and it was oh. the creepiest fucking monster design this side of Attack on Titan. It's like human limbs and stuff sticking out. Like the little head. like giant oh. fingers that went, uh, yeah. went along the edge. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's so quite, gross. It's quite a good show. It really has this kind of really kind of gross, grimy kind of look to it. Doesn't look like any any other kind of modern anime I've really seen recently, apart from the X Arm, but it, it, much better looking than X Arm. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's a bar so low Satan couldn't do the limbo under it. <laughs> yeah, like, you just you just gotta step over that bar. Yeah, I mean, it looks deliberately bad in that way. I mean, but it's beautifully animated. It's just it just looks grimy and dirty well the, the, the design of the world is so well thought mm. out uh, there's so yeah. much attention to detail that's yeah, but, where it, it doesn't matter if it looks if it looks beautiful or grungy or post-apocalyptic or super yeah. futuristic the, the key is that it looks real i'm not sure how well thought out because it, it's just like total random shit just happens but you know i'm but it works there for the right so well, it's well, very a, cool it's yeah i've enjoyed it quite a bit it's it's I think it's my favorite show this even more than than Dress Up Darling. But um, yeah, I, I, I really like the characters. I think the, the world is is amazing. I think it works well. It's super cool. It's one of the most unique shows I've seen in a while. 
Mm. It is definitely unique. Yeah. There's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in it. It does take a while to start, because I, I wasn't that into it for the first two or three episodes, and it got much more interesting later, I thought. Well, the first two episodes have kind of those dislocated timelines. Yeah. And once they're just into the adventure of them out riding their giant crab across the rusted wasteland, yeah. Adagawa, of course, is the uh, real MVP. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the whole cast is just great. I, I, I think mm. there isn't a weak link in, in the cast. No. Yeah, I can't think of a character I didn't like. Like the 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 governor of the prefect is an asshole, but he's a great villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way he talks is so creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he can't be bothered. Yeah, like he's doing evil, but he really just didn't. He's he's really just wants to be on his couch. Like he's doing evil because he like required to. <laughs> like oh god, fine, I'll oppress the people today. Yeah, so watch that. Uh, what's Dawn of X, Doc? Oh, so that's that's actually not anime. That's just a thing I added just because I've been reading a lot of comics recently and wanted to talk to somebody about it. Do it. <laughs> it's um, I don't normally read that much American comics, but it's uh, it's X Men. I have never read X Men comics in my life, but there's uh, the last few years they've been written by or headed up by a guy called Jonathan Hickman. Um, and all of the different X-Men titles are all like really, really strongly linked to one another, and you can get them in these sort of trade paperbacks. So I've been reading the the Dawn of X series. There's like 16 of them, and they all kind of culminates in this massive crossover. It's like this 600-page book called X of Swords, and honestly, I just finished reading this today. It's fantastic. It's just incredible. So well plotted. There's millions of characters, but they all get the chance to shine. It's got such a good story. I would really, really recommend it. I just wonder, you know, if, if Marvel ever decide to make an X-Men TV show, they should base it on this storyline. It would be brilliant. I, it, I, Hickman, I like Hickman. I really do. But uh, Hickman... His work is very uh, interconnected and really pulls on a lot of comic book deep lore that regular fans, casual MCU people do not know and probably don't care about. And his stuff gets a really big brain. Like he had a, a run on Avengers that was incredible and involved like invading alternate realities and stuff that okay. they're kind of pulling on on Loki now. But I, I, it, it gets a little too big brain if you're a casual fan. Well, see, I'm totally casual because I've never read it before. <laughs> I was going to say, you say you never read it before. I'm like, this is a fascinating place to come in because a lot of this stuff like Krakoa and, and all the various yeah. characters coming together is pulling on years and years and years of X-Men history. It, you know, it does a reasonably good job of explaining the important stuff. I mean, I, I've, all I've the only exposure I've had to X-Men is basically the movies and uh, maybe a, a little bit of the 90s tv show from like a long long time ago so i'm basically coming to this with no knowledge at all but even still like really really enjoying it and especially the the like really interesting stuff like the x-men have got a way to to resurrect themselves now because um, professor x uses his cerebral helmet thing to back up all of their personality so he can send them off on suicide missions they get killed and then they just get resurrected again at their last backup they might not know exactly how they died and there's all that kind of existential horror of am i the real me and stuff like that and I, I just that stuff is just like catnip to me i I love that kind of kind of stuff um so it just, it just makes it so interesting much more than your average superhero garbage that i generally don't read so but my hero uh, academia 
My hero Academia. I like that one too. But, <laughs> but there's, you know, after this Dawn of X series, it goes on. There's like Reign of X, which is there's like another God knows how many volumes of that. And then after that, Hickman leaves. And but you know, they've already got the next storyline all plotted out. So I'm probably in this for the long run. If somehow I appear to have become an X Men fan. Nice. <laughs> that, is our, that's a, that is how comics work. You get in, and then it never stops. Yeah. Oh well, but they're really good though, so I don't care. <laughs> How large are these, like physically? You you mentioned what six hundred pages of a comic. I can't imagine. Like... It, it, st- it starts off with a, a collection called I think House of X and Powers of X. So that's like twelve issues of a comic in one, and then there's like another sixteen volumes, which have each got maybe five or six issues in them, and then it concludes with this twenty-three you know comic collection which is 600 pages long so so but it I, takes up like a whole shelf by itself yeah basically <laughs> yes um but it's all one story and, and it's i mean there's lots of different parts to that story and characters going off in different tangents doing all sorts of other different things but it's it's it, because it's got um somebody at the head of the writing team who's clearly got a very coherent plan about what they want to do it all fits together in such an incredible way that's it's, that's amazing. Like I tend mm. to prefer smaller works just because when you increase your scope, almost everything just fails at continuity and making a cohesive plan. So so stuff like the Marvel's Avengers stuff, I've never been a big fan of. Like and, and the, oh, go ahead. What's nice about the X Men thing is it's really quite contained. So there's not an awful lot of crossover with the rest of the Marvel properties. I mean, like yeah, Deadpool shows up like once. And like you know, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but Deadpool is an X Men character technically. Well, but he's not really included as part of this X Men story at all. He's a totally peripheral character because right. But but Deadpool is cheating. He could theoretically show up in literally any Marvel property anytime. Yeah, he he makes like a single issue cameo (laughs) in this entire thing. There's like you know well over a hundred issues here. (laughs) He appears like once. You know what's really interesting is uh, it's like your first thing in X-Men and like when, when house of X and powers of X dropped, they were extremely controversial among the X-Men fandom. Cause it was see, a pretty was, hard direction change for what had come before that. See, they, they were published here in the UK belatedly as sort of a, a newsstand kind of thing as like a, a monthly X-Men thing. So it had like four chapters each month or something. And I thought, Oh, let's pick this up. This looks interesting. And I read it and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> And, you know, I was like, I was like waiting for each new one to come out each month, <laughs> and then I just sort of thought, I, you know, I'm just going to buy the trade paperbacks and just, and just actually find out what's going on here because at this rate, it's going to take forever. Oh yeah, no, I always recommend to people buy trades. Uh, I find that way easier to do than you know, buying like weekly or monthly. Yeah, like floppies. Uh, Ray, why don't you tell me about that manga you want to talk about? Okay, so I, I tend to keep up with... I'm not like uh, Reitzena, who seemingly is reading everything at all times, but but there's a handful of series that I usually follow, and Freyren is absolutely my favorite manga right now. And honestly, I, am, it, 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 I think it's at least top five in regards to like favorite manga ever, and I, we, I'm eagerly excited to see it getting an anime at some point. I don't think it has an announcement, but it feels like a series that'll get one eventually. So it's this uh it's this adventure series um that follows an elf like mage and 
you know how how most series have like encounters and are focused on like battles and action, right? Um, yeah. Because this series is like following like in like it basic. This series is way more focused on like the slice of life in regards to like adventure. So so the the actual like encounters are almost thought of as like afterthoughts in in context of the drama and world and. Freyran has this, like, time, like, because of the main character being an elf, the, the way that this series handles time is so different than anything I've experienced before. Because six months there, 12 years there, like, like it's not thought of as a long period of time. And this kind of presentation is just absolutely engaging. It gets you really thinking about mortality and and... And the and a lot of characters have themes about like time and death, and I, I it's so good. It's it's one of my favorite manga. I'm not explaining this well, um, but but the the cast is so enjoyable. The dialogue is lighthearted yet serious at when it needs to be. It has this perfect balance. The encounters are meaningful, and it's just. It's a delightful adventure in in ways that so many series aren't, and and it does fantasy in a way that feels unique in an era in which fantasy is every single show. How much of this has been published so far? Um, it's been published. It's it's um like in terms of volumes, I mean, wait, uh, six volumes. All right, okay. And yeah, is that is that something you read digitally, or are you buying the? the I read like, digitally. I read digitally. Okay. I basically always read digitally, and then I buy a physical when I really like the series and I want to collect it. But but I generally okay. prefer okay. reading digital. So is that available like on a legal service at the moment? I'm not sure if the digital version is, but, <laughs> but it's, it's licensed. It's licensed. Right. Okay. Sure. Okay. So the um, main character is a is an elf so because he lives longer than a lot of the other she. characters that's what you're talking she. about or she, she. um like it, it's really cool that like like um they she was once like in the hero party so like a lot of times there's like flashbacks to like events that happen during the like you know saving of the world or whatever oh okay yeah i think i've heard of this is, doesn't it have like the word funeral in the title or something yeah yeah, yeah. I have heard of this a few other times. It, it, everyone seems to really yeah. like it. Everyone I've talked, everyone I've heard talk about this really loves it. So that's another strong recommendation. Ray, do you have an a, a manga or light novel that you don't think enough people are paying attention to? You want to mention? Um, I've probably talked about this one before, but the one that comes immediately to mind is um, the world of an Otoma game is tough for mobs. Oh yeah, I have heard of that. It's a lot of fun. Um, dude gets zapped to a poorly thought out Otome game that his sister made him play while she left on vacation. And uh, it, it's it, the, the world was poorly written and like a lot of the stuff in there has, seems to have no explanation. And then it turns out it all actually does have rational explanations as to how the world got that way. And they're all bad. I so think I like read. A, he got few. reincarnated as a side character in a poorly written game. 
Yes, he got reincarnated as literally a nobody. He the the character he is was never named if it, it even <laughs> existed. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that it's a poorly written game. That makes it great. Mm-hmm. Isn't it getting an anime soon? Not that I've heard. But we it all know that there's be. a Tomy game. Sh- it uh, it really should. It's going to be fucking adapted. hilarious. The main character is a douchebag when he needs to be. Uh, Mal says it's next season. Oh, snap. Really? Oh, shit. Fantastic. Then it, I, you know what happened? I probably uh, gushed about it at the time and forgot that it was getting an anime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, so next season, that'll be awesome. <laughs> As I say, no, that like, these bad. Otome shows are they're all coming. Yeah. Now when we get to the one about the the one who just, the chick who just punches everybody. Yes. Oh god, yes. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that one is called May I please ask you just one last thing. And then the last thing is always punching them. Mm-hmm. I read like a little bit of that once and it, and I found it hysterical. So like she has time powers and she uses them to punch people better. That's great. That's what I'm sorry. That's you know what I am already in. It is. It I don't is even amazing. need to know anything else. I rewind time to punch you better. That like that should be the title of the show. Yeah, like rather than you know, there's a whole bunch of evil people here, or this place you know stinks, and this place is corrupt. No, it's hmm. There's a lot of people here that look like very punchable. It's like how Mike Tyson sees the world. Probably, uh, except that you know she's not biting people. Not yet. All right, so let's get to our, you know, topic of the weeb. The weeb. The weeb. Uh, this week, we're talking about a topic that came up recently and, and I thought was pretty interesting. It's anime that are really good shows but look like crap. Like sometimes you get a studio that nails the core of the story and the show, but they don't have the budget or they don't have the skill or something, or they have production issues. So you get a show that looks like garbage, but is actually a ton of fun or extremely well-written. So we'll go through that. Uh, you got an example for us, Doc Kev. Yeah. Um, so I, I particularly like the original anime of Higurashi, uh, When They Cry, which was animated by uh, Studio Dean, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Who, who, yeah, they're anime often. Fucking weird Muppet hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the character designs aren't as bad as the original um, visual novel, which is just, they were. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they still look pretty bad, really quite deformed little children with enormous eyes and weird faces screaming um, while they die, which I guess is understandable. But it's, it's such a compelling show because um, you like you don't know what the hell is going on. All this random stuff keeps happening. Little kids keep on stabbing knives into their heads and things. You're like, why is this happening? Um, and it, it takes about 50 episodes or so to explain it. Uh, and during the, you know, the whole time it just it looks terrible. But it, it's very entertaining and a lot of fun. And the the recent um, version of uh, Higurashi, which was animated by, I think it was Passion, something like that, it, it looks a lot shinier, but it does lose a little bit of the kind of wonky charm that the original version had. Yeah, I was going to um, say, there was, there was, when the new version came out, there was a significant portion of, of people who thought that the, that the old designs actually worked better. Because they're so, 
weird and creepy looking and so like right they, they add to looking the, that the violence adds to yeah. like yeah the dissonance that makes the horror work yeah i mean there's still that dissonance with the new version as well i mean I just the characters in some ways look even more cutesy and it's a little bit weird to see them you know, drenched in blood and things but definitely i think the original just in its just sheer jankiness just d- d- I, I, it does kind of add something um so yeah, I wouldn't be put off by how terrible it looks. It is, if you do like horror anime, it's one of the only effective horror anime that I can really think of that you know, isn't just funny. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. see uh, Corpse Party? I have not seen that one. I thought that one's pretty effective. We had okay. the uh, Project Hydra of that back in the day. That was fun. Oh, Project Hydra. Holy shit. That is way back. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Project Hydra. I'm going to make you watch one random episode of an anime. You have to react to it. <laughs> it was so good. It, it, sometimes it didn't work at all, but when it worked, it was great. Doc, oh, you have another? Do you have another one, Doc? Well, yeah. The other one is another Studio Dean. <laughs> It's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah. The the, the original um, Fate Stay Night anime, which a lot of people don't like, um, but it was the thing that got me into Fate, and I I really love Fate. Uh, And yeah, it doesn't look very good, especially in comparison to the later Fate shows like Unlimited Blade Works and Zero, uh, which were animated by uh, Demon Slayer's UFO table. Um, but there's a kind of a, a kind of charm to it, and, and I'm thinking about going back and watching it again. Um, possibly, I think I'd like to introduce my wife to Fate, and I'm not sure if it's really the the right one to start off with. But it doesn't have spoilers, unlike Fate Zero, which is the other one that people often yeah. advise people start with. Um, so I don't know. I was thinking there there is a a fan version which edits out all of the spoilers that Dean stuck in from the other other routes. Yeah, that, yeah. If, if that's a thing, definitely do that. So I'm thinking about doing that. I've already downloaded it. <laughs> it, cu- <laughs> it cuts out about six episodes worth of material, and some episodes are cut down to about twelve or thirteen minutes length. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah, that might be a good way to do it. Uh, and and the rest of the Fate anime is is really is is very good. Um, but I have a soft spot for Fate Stay Night. Um, you know, the I think the crazy thing. One thing is that the 2006 Fate Stay Night has, I think, probably the best soundtrack of mm. all the, the the Fate series because it's Kenji Kawai who did well, a bunch of anime. Uh, okay. But uh, Mob Psycho is probably the most like common that people know of, and mm. and I feel like worth mentioning is that Dean can make a good looking Fate. And they mm-hmm. did. They they had a 2012 Unlimited Blade Works anime, which oh, no one yeah. should watch. No, because no. it's so hypercut that that it makes logically no sense whatsoever. But it was very pretty. <laughs> I watched that and I was like, "What the hell is even happening?" Oh, are you talking about the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't show yeah. that story into like an hour and a half. You just can't do yeah. it. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> work. It was so incoherent that I then watched the. Um, the UFO table version of that story and wasn't spoiled at all because I didn't understand <laughs> yeah. anything that happened in the movie. <laughs> you're like, you get to parts, you're like, oh, that's what was happening. Yeah. I mean, that movie, it, it looks good. It looks fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I have that yeah. on DVD. I think, I think you're right, though. I think the original, yeah. 
uh, Fate Stay Night gets maybe a worse rap than it really deserves. Hmm. I, I think it's just that there's moments of the original anime that that just look so bad, like the CG yeah. dragon or whatever, that yeah. it has, hasn't aged well at all. That gives it the bad rap. But I think I'm, I'm also, not going to sit here and say it looks good or yeah, that it yeah. looks acceptable. But yeah, it's, most it's of the show does look acceptable. There's just moments that don't. Well, if I can get my wife to watch this fan edit version that I found, I'll maybe report back and see how she got on with it. Maybe she'll divorce me. <laughs> Fate abridged. <laughs> oh, now that's another thing entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited Blade Works abridged is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so hilarious. I do have to say, honestly, I don't like Fate Zero. I think Zero sucks. Um, really? Everyone, I don't like It looks Zero. amazing, but I it's... think it's, it's so crushingly depressing in a way I just didn't appreciate. Oh. I don't like that guy, uh, uh, Yorobachi. I just don't like his stuff. I don't like to be depressed. Oh. I don't like Zero, but I think it's because I I feel like it lacks a lot of character and charm. That yeah, that's the thing is like everyone's so everyone's so dark and miserable all the time. I'm like, and, yeah. and honestly, I feel like the story is unnecessary. I mean, it's just a prequel. Yeah, it's right. a prequel. I don't, I don't generally like prequels as an idea anyway. I think it works really well as a standalone story, though. Like, mm-hmm. like if you just watched Fate Zero, it would be pretty solid as a show, and and it is a very good show. I just don't mm. like it as much. Honestly, most of my favorite Fade stuff has been stuff that wasn't in the main, like, Stay Night continuity. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Fate mm-hmm. Apocrypha, or the one where they're going shopping and eating dinner. Like, yeah. those are the show, those are the parts that I really liked. The main storyline, I've never been 100% on. Which, which is why the original visual novel is just so amazing, because mm. Fate Cooking is like... A good third yeah. of the, like, the visual. Yeah, novel. I, I I do have to say that that the original fate does get a hard rap, mainly because of that. Right? Is that there's so many like diehard visual novel people that like there's there's no way that even yeah. like that that any adaptation can really get um fans excited like like approval in that way. And in fate in particular, just because it was that kind of like mid two thousand mediocre bad adaptation that like mm-hmm. it got crucified because of that. But but I think if you actually tried to watch it, it's not as bad as everyone says. Right, but also like the the fate route, the 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 route that that first anime covered, uh, was the the the, no, the visual novel version of that had more words in it, just that one, than all of Tsukihime combined. Yeah. And it was the shortest of the three routes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I, there was I, no way they were going to stuff that into an anime. Yeah, that's yeah. About it's, it's hard to look at to read through, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to look at Dean's uh state face stay night adaptation and say this is bad when Tsukihime exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not read that. Wait, wait, it does? Yeah, I'm not sure if it, it, it exists. That's one of the problems we, stop pretending whole... it doesn't exist. It exists. It is a crime. It needs to be acknowledged. Um, it, I don't know about that. This topic know. is kind of hard to, to, to actually find things for because most of the things that look bad are bad. This is true. Yeah. In fact, Ray, why don't you tell us your example? Okay, so my first one is uh, Star Driver. Uh, full title was Star Driver Kagayaki no Takuto. It, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really liked the show. It was stupid. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. It was not meant to be a comedy. 
but um, it has some of the worst mecha designs I have ever seen. Um, this is CG, right? I believe so. It was actually Studio Bones. Oh, really? Bones is yeah. pretty reliable. And it's it's a Bones original work. It's not a, a shitty adaptation of something. No, they they designed those crappy mechs themselves. But like the the proportions of them are all out of whack, and like they're excessively flamboyant in a way that doesn't really add anything to the combat. Like the 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 main dude's primary mech looks like a male ballerina. Okay. Like a male ballerina in one of those swashbuckler tricorns. Dual wielding lightsabers. It sounds like a G Gundam. It is aggressively stupid. Um it is also uh like extremely flamboyant in other ways too. Like it it uh it has been described by at least one person I know as uh the gayest straight show I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it is it is amazing. It is it is worth watching once as long as you know what you're getting into. All right. What else? Um Next on my list is going to be Arpeggio of Blue Steel, which yeah, I absolutely cool. love to pieces. I fucking love that show, but good god, that CG was hinky. Yeah. And there was so much of it, too, because those yeah. characters are so primary. Like, mm-hmm. Every single ship was done in CG. Um, a lot of the the action scenes, period, were done in CG. Like they, They'd switch from hand-drawn to just all CG when they were in a battle. And, like, it was terrible. Oh my god, it was bad. Um, that one was uh, Sanzigen Studio. All the AI which... look like like version 0.5 of VTubers. Mm-hmm. It's a good show, though, you're right. Yeah, it, it's absolutely a great show. Honestly, I would love to see that one get a, a totally new From the Start reboot. Um, both because the CG technology has come a long way. Like, I would love to see them use actual, you know, VTuber rigs to, to capture that instead of what they did there. And also, oh, they cut out they cut out a, a major uh, set of characters from the anime that were in the novel and the manga that are kind of game changers. So I would I would like to see a more complete version with you know better CG. And then third one on my list, last one on my list, uh, Tsukimichi. Um, yeah, Tsukimichi was great. I, I fucking loved it, but man, the, the animation quality was just bad. I don't know if they just had no budget or what, but like they, they were not. It was bad. I don't remember feeling that it was bad. It was it was very very basic. Um, I, I tried to take some some gifs of some of the more amusing scenes, and man, when you slow it down and actually look at that animation work, it is bad. No, you're right though. That's a, there's a, that is a show that is a lot better than it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Rock, you still with us? 
Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm just making sure because you know, like, oh crap, they dropped out like ten minutes ago. Not watched <laughs> any of these shows or have. Not yeah, I haven't it. seen any of those, so I you don't. You never really saw have... Lucille? No, I did. I did. I just don't. I didn't really think it looked. I, I watched that like really early on because like that was right when I started watching seasonal. So I just mm. don't remember anything about it. Yeah, the CG. He's right though. The CG is very rough. I watched one episode went, this isn't interesting to me and didn't watch anymore. It was really? it's all about AIs. I thought you'd be into it. It was one of the first of the uh uh anthropomorphic boat genre. Yeah. I can't believe that's a genre. I know, right? But it is. It is. There's like eight of them by now. Uh-huh. Anthropomorphic boat. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anime people. <laughs> It's that and, show where the, where the girls like, are both. That, Which one? That one actually made sense that they that it made them girls. They gave a decent explanation for why that fucking happened. Most of the others don't. Most of the ones are just like chicks with like guns on their shoulders. Right. All right. Those are all excellent examples. Uh, Ray, what you got? Okay. Um, I'll start with uh, Twin Tails. Um, because that's kind of easier to to explain. A lot of people don't think this is a good show. If you go on Mal, it doesn't have a a good score. Uh, it's a six point four. I fucking <laughs> love that show. Yeah, some people just have this show, Yeah, I, I I think people just don't enjoy things that are fun because this is like an inc- stupidly dumb like magical girl fighting show that's just hilarious it's so funny um but it totally fell apart animation wise like it it collapsed and the last few episodes are objectively bad looking like they especially when it was airing apparently they touched it up on the blu-rays but (laughs) when we were watching it 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 was rough yeah it was pretty clear the production fell apart yeah like there was the what was it the the show um the production show uh, god damn i'm blanking on names shirobako. the, the work shirobako uh had the like fake show that fell apart but this looked like that show that that fake show falling apart like the animation of the characters was a mess mm-hmm. yeah it's a shame because it was a pretty funny concept yeah uh but but i, I still enjoyed it nonetheless i have yep. it yeah yeah and then some might think this is cheating because this is a Yuasa show. Um, but it was like it was one of its uh, of Yuasa's first shows, and and it was kind of intentionally bad looking. But that doesn't make mean it's not bad looking. It still looks bad. Um, Kaiba is like a 2008 Yuasa show, so basically before like people actually started watching Yuasa stuff, it was absolute. I think. Doc, you might really like it if you haven't seen it. Um, it's this show so, where, where like, um, uh, it's kind of Ghost in the Showy, where like you can your memories can be transplanted into another body, but okay. but there's this like social dichotomy that only rich people can do it. So so there's this class dichotomy, and and the way that they explore that theme is fascinating, and. And they purposely have like cartoony looking characters, like like this show looks like Shin Chan kind of bad looking adaptation anime, 
and, and all the characters look weird and esoteric and uncanny. They're kind of like playing up how alien this world is and how how many weird consequences there are about because of this. And and it's just a phenomenal show. It's one of my favorites. I'd highly recommend it to everyone, but it's bent like it doesn't look good. And Doc, did you ever see Altered Carbon? I, I have not. Um because oh, it's a very similar idea. Um, I, I do find it entertaining that the show called Kaiba is a third rate director's fourth rate animation. Rude. Right. I love Yuasa stuff. Like I think <laughs> so, so do I. Yeah. I fucking yeah, I was hate just Yuasa. going for the bad joke. I hate Yuasa so much. Like like I think a lot of it like he, he gets this like like a lot of people say his stuff looks bad. It but does. Like, but ping pong, Izokin, um, and then some of his others, the uh, Devil May Cry Baby. Devil May Cry Baby is contemplated, like like is arguable that it looks bad, but I think the rest of his stuff looks great and i think devil man really works rider wave is a really nice film i really like rider wave yeah i think that one looks objectively good and tatami galaxy in the uh otome one also i think looks very good too i was okay with tatami galaxy kaiba just came out in blu-ray in the uk like just last month because that was the first time it's ever been available here Oh. I was thinking about getting it, but it's like a collector's edition thing, and it's quite expensive. And I already spent ah. a lot of money on anime the last few months, so I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they they released like a normal release after that. Though. Oh, they will do, but it usually takes them about six months or more to do that. So. Ray's right uh, though, Doc. I think you like it. It's definitely in in your wheelhouse. I'll probably get around to it at some point. He's also right that it looks like shit though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure your opinion on these things can really be trusted. That is true. I, 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 I know he does it on purpose, and, and like he has a, a, a purpose for why he makes the shows look like that. But I can't stand it. Like Devilman Crybaby looked like bad Flash animation to me, and I could not get through past the second episode because I'm like, I fucking hate this. I hate how this looks. I watched the first episode of Devilman Crybaby with my eldest son, who was, I think 18 at the time, and he sort of sort of backed away slowly. He was like, mm. <laughs> that is the correct <laughs> response. <laughs> and did you have another one, Ray? Nah, I, that was the only ones I had. Oh, okay. Because one of there's a third one on here. Nope. Uh, hmm. It's because the Twin Tails has an extra comma in it. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, I was trying to think about this. Um, going back a way long ways, the original Kino's Journey. Mm, mm-hmm. especially in its remastered pan and scan editions <laughs> um it's a fantastic show brilliantly written. i loved it brilliantly written brilliantly uh you know uh, sound the voice acting soundtrack everything's great it looks horrid yeah. it wasn't good when it released it was it was a very very mid to lower mid job and then the pan and scan remasters of it to HD are just god awful. I mean, it has this weird effect added to it to make it look like it's being viewed on like a real old style monitor. It's got like weird kind of lines added to it. And that's deliberate. But when it's viewed on modern TVs, it looks just awful. I started watching that on, I think I was streaming on High Dive, and I thought just there was something wrong with their encoding. I thought it was just broken. So I, I got a DVD of it, watched that, and realized it was also broken on the DVD. Like, oh, well, I guess it just looks like shit then. It looked, and it's such a shame because it's such a good show. Yeah, it is. It's, really, it's really one of the best story. written shows, I, I think, 
ever. Mm-hmm. Some of those stories are great. And I think, honestly, some of the ones that got repeated in, in the later remake from a few years ago were much better in the original version, but they it's just yeah. so hard to watch. The, the new version was was fine, but the I enjoyed the new one too, and I recommend both of them. But mm-hmm. I think the writing was stronger in the old one. Definitely, yeah. And then, uh, and, and a modern one. Uh, so I'm a spider. So what? Yeah. Ugh. I I really yeah. love this show. I love the character. A lot of the characters, especially the one. Well, the the spider character is great. Some of the other ones are fun. The the other classmates are. I wish they'd I- all die. I actually didn't didn't make it through more than like four episodes because oh. the the only thing that was keeping me there was uh, Yuki Aoi and she can't carry that show on her own. I'm sorry. She's doing a hell of a job. She yeah, did a hell of a job. Really she did an absolute hell of a job. She was phenomenal, but the rest of the show was crap. I don't know. Like like like. I really once liked it. Got it was into it, substance. It got good. I did. Yeah, once once we really started to get. Because even I didn't realize right away, and maybe I'm dumb, because obviously I hadn't read the source material, that, that we were on two different timelines. Yeah. And once they realized that and you started getting more about the open world, it got really, really, really yeah, that interesting. Was, that was really weird, too, is that was another thing that turned me off. I had read the original. And so, like, the fact that they were mixing these two things that were happening at completely different times, like, the 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 stuff with the the other students... You didn't get any of that until like five or six volumes in minimum before you even started with them. Yeah. I was uh, like, what the hell are they doing? Well, to my point is that, well, at least I really liked the show. I thought, especially as it got past its midpoint, it got really, really interesting. And I really liked the main character and her performance and the whole like spider thing, um, like being reincarnated as a monster, making it work. But the animation was like the CG on the spider was not great to begin with. And the hand-drawn animation wasn't great. But as it went on, especially the back half of the show, it became excruciatingly bad. Yeah. Action scenes, in, in, especially with the human characters, in the, in the second half of the show are basically slideshows. They're like, they cut to a face, and they cut to another face. And then there, I guess, somewhere in there was a sword slash. We didn't animate the sword slash. We just show you the guy uh, not even falling down. He fell down. He's on the ground now. Uh, you're going to have to assume what happened. We were getting PowerPoint presentations of action sequences and CG that looked like it was from Arpeggio, which is inexcusable considering it's like 10, 15 years newer. Mm -hmm. But somehow it's still compelling of a show. Right, yeah. The writing and characterizations were still good enough that I I kept with it and kept watching it. But it was, especially during the battle, because they had had a couple of really big battle sequences and they were super hard to watch because it was just so bad. Spider is one of the the few series I actually follow the white novels of. So so when it was airing, I was like, please, please. like this is a great series. I really enjoyed it. Um, so it crushed me to see that the uh, animation was just so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that it, I assume he's coming back. Um, the, the whole yeah. thing with like the administrators and like uh, the system, the the world base, and why they have like powers and, and, and stats. I thought that was a really interesting way to do it. So it, it's one of the best isekai worlds I've seen. Definitely. If they bring it back, I, I just hope to God they actually have budget and they have time to make it look the way it deserves to look. Didn't it make like a ton of money? Like yeah, I, I it, it really did hope, extremely well. Yeah. So I'd really hope that the next season it'll look a lot better. Like sometimes I just think about what that show could look like if like UFO table was doing it. 
Yeah, that'd be really special. Mm-hmm. Like the whole fight she had with like the the lava the dragon. dragon. Yeah. Oh my god, that was it, that was her super fun fight, even with the li- the limited animation. So imagine what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Might have triggered it. Ah, oh, that'd be crazy. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what was happening, but it would look awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, anybody else got anything they, they um, thought of at the last yes. second? Yes, actually. Um, it's one that I haven't seen myself, and I'm not sure any of you have. I'm hoping somebody has seen it to actually discuss it firsthand. Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a fair example. The first that good? Especially. I, the first I've heard that the story yeah. was good. The, the, the story of Sailor Moon Crystal, the story stuck much, much more to the original manga. It was the designs were closer to the original clamp designs and the story cut out like the massive amounts of filler that was in the original Sailor Moon. The problem is that it wasn't great, especially the first season. Like the they got a little too clampy. There was you know what I'm saying? It's it's not just that. Um there was actually a, a Twitter account dedicated specifically to terrible animation frames in Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they were. I think they were. They were pumping it out a little too fast. I think it was what they weren't taking time to to make it look right. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the Blu-ray graphic. releases, uh, I've seen like the same account in some other places. I've seen the frames from the Blu-ray releases where they fixed a lot of it, but not all of it. Not all of it. And then the second and third seasons looked dramatically better. Okay. But yeah, that's not a bad example. Yeah, that that first season, especially Sailor Moon fans, were not amused. Yeah, because you gotta think of it from their perspective. If you're a hardcore Sailor Moon person, you've been waiting twenty years for a, like mm-hmm. a, a faithful adaptation. You know, especially people who read the actual Sailor Moon manga back in like the early two thousands. They're like, oh, this, you know, is like the show that I grew up with, but way better. What if they did this? And then they did it, and it wasn't what you wanted it. Yeah, it's just a real shame because like shows coming back like this are a real opportunity to to make something great because like it's hard enough to find great source material. But like finding something that has an audience that everyone loves and cherishes, that's extremely well done, like, it there, it can be special, like like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's like when you do something right. It's it's universally acclaimed. So so it always feels like they're really just dropping the ball when when it hurts harder when it's something like Sailor Moon. Yeah, like when they brought back Blue Exorcist and they fixed the ending from the first season. Mm-hmm. But then there's missed opportunities like when you bring Berserk, one of the finest you know manga series uh... ever made, and you animate it with ten dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure if they could have ever really matched that manga though. If you look at the manga, the way the detail that guy draws with, no, it's almost impossible to do that on a television budget, yeah, and a regular anime budget. They can't do it, but they could do a hell of right. a lot better than they did. Yeah, yeah. like the like, old '90s Berserk doesn't match it, but the '90s Berserk looks okay. And like, look at One Punch Man. Oh fuck, I love One Punch Man. Second season, I, I still think the second season got unnecessarily criticized. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was still great. It was still One Punch Man. Yeah, it's, but... It wasn't as good as the first season, but that's because the first season is so good. Yeah. 
Like getting up to that level again is not easy. Like it's not the second season shouldn't be considered bad just because it couldn't quite get it back up there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, anybody else got anything? You got anything, Doc? No, I don't think so. All right, well, let's wrap up this episode. This has been the Annotay Podcast. I am Requiem, and joining me this week has been Doc Kev. Bye-bye. Ray Zeno. Bye. And Ray Kaze. Bye. Please join us again uh, in two weeks. And uh, until then, remember something. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I can't come up with anything. I need like a tagline. Oh no! Just completely oh no! Requiem is now an amnesia protagonist. Oh my god! Yeah. And remember, rank your wives. <laughs> <laughs>